Well, there you go. If you're an aficionado, you may well know that track. If not, you've just been introduced to something that's been around for 40 years and was made famous by Stranger Things and went viral on TikTok. It's called Message from the Stars by the Ra Band. You know them, of course, from The Crunch and Clouds Across the Moon. Guess what? I've got the entire Ra Band on the other end of the line. Hello, Richard. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, yes, I suppose it's all... We're not entire. We, we put a few other extra instruments on as well. But basically, yes. It is. It, I mean, that is it, isn't it? Ra is your initials, R-A-H. Exactly. Uh, and that yeah, was yeah. how it all started for you. Uh, you, yeah. you started yeah. as an arranger, though, didn't you? And you've worked with some amazing artists on that. But what, what persuaded you to, to give it a go and go solo? Well, um, as you said, I started as an arranger with lots of people from the Beatles right down to not, not nobody beginning with Zed, but lots of famous artists from across the world. And it was, I loved it. I loved doing the orchestrations because that was what I went to college to learn. And as I was a jazz guitar player originally, so I loved anything to do with guitars and basses because I could play those. And then I did it for, well, I suppose from the first record I ever did was Those Were the Days, which was a lucky break because it went straight to number one around the world, which gave me a big opening for, you know, any arrangements come along, I'd do them happily. But after sort of 10 years of that, I suddenly began to think, because I don't know whether you know this, but arrangers never get royalties for records. So for all the, you know, I mean, Mary Hopkins' record was massive, massive, and I think I got 25 quid for that. No. you don't get a royalty. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I got, I tell you what, I went up in price, so long and winding road, (laughs) I made 40 quid. <laughs> Bless you. Yeah, so so basically that's why I thought, really, I've got to start making my own tunes, producing yeah. my own tunes, otherwise I'm never going to survive. So I had a little multi-track recorder and I played. The, in 1977, I thought I'm going to write a pop tune. I was a jazz player. I didn't know anything about pop music. So I thought I'll play the guitar, which I can, bass because it's very similar, keyboards, no synths. Now, a lot of people thought there were synths on that. I thought there were. It, it, no. It was all guitar through pedals and an electric guitar uh, piano through pedals that made that <laughs> sort of crunchy wow. sound, hence the title. And that was my first pop record. And uh, it took me a while, but I got it released and it went to number six in the chart. Yeah, yeah. I remember it well. It's a great track. It's a great <laughs> there track. You go. And then along comes Cloud Across, Clouds Across the Moon. This one, you know, in the 80s, you were pretty much the avant garde on all this stuff. Well, I mean, so I suppose the crunch was well left field, and I yeah. think that's probably why why it uh, happened. And I used my jazz musician friends to do the overdubs, and it had that jazzy appeal. And then then I changed um, tack a bit and and got more into vocals because I was only doing instruments at the time. Did a couple of instrumental albums, but then I said, oh, I think I'd get get a bit further if I could actually have a vocal record, you know, and, and try and crack the pop charts again. Anyway, um, I wrote this little tune called Perfume God. That was the first one I tried with a vocal. And I, my then wife, who was a brilliant musician, not a singer, not a singer, she's a brilliant pianist. She, she could read anything if you wrote it on the paper. So I wrote out the lyrics and the notes for her to sing. And I said, just to do a demo, I said, why don't you come and demo this for me? And I get a real singer. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but she came in and did it with that very nice, voice and i thought you know what this really works it, it's not diva-ish it's nothing like a, a soul singer it's but it worked with the track yeah. and that was my first attempt at writing a song a proper song you know words and then clouds across the moon came shortly after that 
And the rest really is history. And I mean, you know, move fast forwarding now. Uh, you know, you've you've claimed your place in 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 pop history in that way. And obviously, as you say, with songs like Long and Winding Road and Mary, you know, your name pe- appears several times if you Google it, and and if you Google music history, up it comes. But now along comes Stranger Things, which I mean is is well known for its detail and for for like anything, they they get out quirky little bits of gear, they get out the old computer games or the old board games that the people. And along comes message from the stars, and then suddenly, off it goes, and and you're faced with you're now a TikTok sensation and things like that. How did that feel? How did you get wind of that? That suddenly things weren't quite what you what they sent. Well, you couldn't make it up really, because it's the sort of thing that um, just happened. Yeah. I could I, we didn't promote it to TikTok or promote it to the American kids because it was the kids in Los Angeles picked it up first. That's where it started. We, uh, back in February last year somebody noticed a big spike in messages from the stars and we looked up through Spotify where it was coming from. And it was coming from Los Angeles, kids in Los Angeles. And, you know, they're making little video dancing, speeding it up, slowing it down. I mean, amazing. And I thought, wow, how has this happened then? Somebody, they have, a, I think over there, things called influencers, guys called influencers. That's right, yeah. And they probably said, hey, got to listen to the rap band, it's amazing. And then the kids go, yeah, it is really cool. And it did, and off it went. 300 million streams or whatever it was last week, top last count. But Amazing. Pick it up. I love the fact that you've embraced all this because there's now a YouTube video about your career. So you've you've not gone, oh, this is all modern stuff, oh, it means nothing to me. You've actually embraced it. You're right in there, aren't you? And and you're still producing music. Yeah, I am. And um, I still, I really like the modern electronic dance music because yeah. that's where I started, basically, in jazz. And I think that, today it's almost the closest thing to jazz for me and i still love all that you know a lot of people say to me oh they don't write them like they used to do they people of my generation say that i said no it's much better now <laughs> you'll go down well you're allowed to say things like that though you're you're royalty you're okay <laughs> you can cut that out if you want <laughs> <laughs> now as you said though you've not you've you've only ever performed live once in all these years and that was very recently june last year but we've got a gig coming up in november yeah um it what happened was that the jazz cafe which is a well-known yeah. uh, venue in london um invited me not knowing that it wasn't a band to appear one one night last june and uh, i said well thought to myself i told my son i said well i can't do it dan because i i played all the instruments you know except the <laughs> keep you busy he said, Wait a minute dad my because he's a brilliant musician, much cleverer than me. And he said, Dad, I, I could put a band together. I've got some great mates, and he did. He put a band together and three girl singers, and it was amazing. He transcribed all the old tr- tunes that we played on the set and, and carefully wrote all the parts for the guys and then cut the rehearsals, and I couldn't, couldn't believe it. All I had to do was press a little button for the samples at the beginning. <laughs> wow. I mean, from your point but of view, though, as, as the composer, though, and, and as you say, having done all this yourself, to actually just sort of stand back a little bit and hear a whole group of people do it, that must have been actually really oh, quite an experience. I was, I was, I, it, it superseded what I thought it was going to be. It was amazing. These yeah. guys, I mean, they're all brilliant players anyway days the kids today are so clever yeah and kids i mean they're in the 30s and, <laughs> but they played um you know they I, I went to a rehearsal and i thought my god that sounds almost better than the record yeah <laughs> and and it, everybody was blown away all the, you know it was a full house and it, the, the fans were going crazy 
And so we're doing, as I say, he, my son, and I, because I do the sample bits, are playing in the Amira, which is a place I haven't been to before, London Bridge area, um, 25th of November. So uh, be there or be square. Well, and you're very right, be there or be square. And, I mean, is this tempting you to do a bit more of this? I mean, forgive me, but, you know, you're, you're, you're not the youngster you were back in the 70s and 80s when all this started. But you, you seem to me like you're very much up for this. Yeah, I am. I just, what else would I do sort of thing? I'm no good as a gardener. I don't, I don't do pipe and slippers or I'm in my dotage. I, I just love music and I, I'm, it drives my wife crazy. But I come into this studio where I'm sitting now every day, weekdays, not allowed at weekends. Every day I come in at, after I walk the dogs. That's the first important thing. Walk the dogs, then come in the studio at half past 10, stay in till one o'clock, come out for lunch, then in, then back in at two, out at four for tea, Ooh, we're missing it, and wow. then on to uh, six o'clock when I stop. That's it. But I do that every day. Even if you don't come out with something, um, you've got to go in there and try. And today I came up with the best I've ever done. Really? Oh, my goodness me. But is that, that's always the way, is it? Everything's the best you've ever done? Or is this one is this a real treat coming up? Oh, it's a real treat. But you have to say that because otherwise you'd lose faith in it. No, you have to have faith in it. I have to. As long as I've got faith in it, I hope somebody else will. Well, but it's I great. I can, I can tell you now. We're going to look forward to that because there are four albums of unreleased material coming up. So you must, as you say, if this is what you do every day, my God, you must have a pile to get through. Well, I have. And funnily enough, I had to go and buy a new shed the other day. <laughs> a new shed. How about that? I bought a lovely big shed um, in the garden where I've got all my multi-tracks because I just didn't have any room in the studio anymore to put some, but they're all in there. Loads of them. I think it's about 124-track, two-inch tapes in there. Full of music. Goodness me. Well, Richard, it's just absolutely a joy to meet you. I never thought I never thought for one minute back in 1977 when I bought The Crunch on a seven-inch single from my local shop in Letchworth that all these years later I'd be chatting to the man who did it. But they're great tunes, so it's lovely to have an opportunity to say thank you for it. I love the fact that modern kids have caught on to this and have gone, do you know what? That is good music. Good. That means there is hope for the world yet. And I just love the fact that you're still doing it. So long may it continue. Richard, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure.